Welcome to this episode of the Essential Church Podcast, an ongoing conversation about some of the most important issues facing the local church today. I'm your host, Andrew Arndt, along with Pastor Brady Boyd. And we're coming to you this morning, the Wednesday after Easter. And so, Brady, uh, a lot of pastors around the country are coming off of a very full and very emotional Easter Sunday weekend. So tell us what they're feeling today. Well, I can imagine, I've never played in the Super Bowl, but <laughs> I can imagine it feels a bit like uh, an athlete who has just played in the biggest game of their life. And the biggest thing that they're expected to do every year is to have a really great Easter message. Uh, people dress up for Easter Sunday, the mm-hmm. Good Friday. Some some uh, traditions have a Monday, Thursday, Good Friday, Easter Sunday. So, so for some pastors... They've had to create four or five different services. Some, some even, I know pastors who have to do a sunrise service right. that's different than their Sunday service. So in some cases, they have prepared four or five services for the biggest crowds yes. that they have seen all year long. Yes, uh, and so it's really exhausting. Yes, yeah. uh, our souls are a yep. bit empty. Uh, and in some ways, we're either really encouraged or really discouraged about what just happened. Mm-hmm. And I, I have a story I want to tell you. I was a, I was 30 years old. I was pastoring a church in Hereford, Texas. It was my first time to be a senior pastor. And when I took over the church, it was about 50 people. And two years later, the church had really grown. And and I and I, I remember as a 30 year old pastor telling my elders, hey, I think we can break 200 this Easter Sunday. And sure enough, it was only we only had one service. Yeah. And sure enough, man, the, the parking lot's getting full. People yes. are coming in all dressed up. And I remember uh, looking out in the crowd and going, yes, this is going to be the first time that we broke 200. And then I realized that two or three key families that were always there Ooh. had decided to go to their grandmother's church that Sunday instead of my church, right. the church where they normally attended. And sure enough, the attendance, I'll never forget this, the attendance was 192. <laughs> I right. remember. I remember, I remember looking at that going, first of all, 192 yeah. was the biggest crowd yeah. we'd ever That's had. That's a great Sunday. But it was not 200. Yes. And I know this is going to sound so carnal, and it sounds probably superficial, and it certainly doesn't sound spiritual, but this helps you get into the yeah. mind of a pastor where you have these lofty right. goals. And for us, breaking 200 in that small yeah. rural farming community was Such a big a deal. Such a big deal. And we didn't hit it. Yeah. And so while I should have been celebrating the 192 right. people who were there that, that Sunday... All I could think about was, why didn't those families show up? Right. They, if they had just shown up, we would have met our goal. Yeah. And so sometimes pastors uh, set themselves up for disappointment yeah. on Easter Sunday. Yes. Uh, I actually had a pastor friend this week. Um, he said, uh, hey, well, what's your goal for Easter Sunday? And, yeah. And I, don't, I really didn't have a goal. Right. And so I've learned over the years to let Easter weekend be what it's supposed to be. Right. So here we are on a Wednesday after Easter. Right. Some of you have met your goals. Yep. Some of you didn't meet your goals. But what are we supposed to do now? Right. So I want to ask you this question then. What are the things that pastors should be paying attention to in their souls this week? Yeah. So if a little fly in the ointment gives the perfume a bad smell... For all of the good things that happened this weekend, and there were many of them, mm-hmm. there were also a hundred little things that probably went sideways for some pastors that are embittering the moment in some ways for them, like you spoke about just a second ago. So what should they pay attention to? Well, I think, first of all, celebrate the wins. I mean, let that be really the focus of this week. Here it, here we are, the week after Easter, 
there were great things that happened at your church, mm-hmm. and you need to really fixate on that first. Yeah. Uh, make sure you have some time this week, because your team put in a lot of work. They did. So either you're the pastor of a small church where a lot of volunteers had to step in, or you're the pastor of a larger church where a lot of paid staff put in a lot of extra hours. Yeah. First of all, celebrate each other. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this is the week to really go around uh, your your team. and Pat them on the back. Pat them on the back. Hug them. Tell them how great it yep. was and encourage your team and celebrate the big wins and the little wins. Find anything that went well yeah. and celebrate that. Uh, nothing is more demoralizing than to put in a lot of extra effort and not get, and not get noticed. Yeah. And so I tell pastors a lot, this is the week to celebrate uh, your team and yeah. make sure that people behind the scenes get celebrated, mm-hmm. people that were not on the stage get mm-hmm. celebrated, and make sure that the spiritual wins that happen in your congregation, ce- celebrate who showed up. Yeah, I mean, yes. uh, one of the worst things pastors do sometimes is that we uh, make jokes on Easter Sunday about, you know, we'll see you again on Christmas. Right. But actually celebrate who showed up this week. Mm-hmm. Who, who was it that you haven't seen in a while? Mm-hmm. Uh, celebrate that. Okay, another thing to do this week is to, uh, this is also after you've celebrated, yep. after the celebration, uh, this is a great time to evaluate systems and processes. It's very good. A lot of, for a lot of pastors, their parking lot was really full this past weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, their lobby was really full. The kids' ministry had extra people show up. Uh, how did you do? Were you prepared? Mm-hmm. Uh, what can you learn? Because uh, we have Mother's Day coming up in just a couple of weeks. Uh, we have Father's Day coming up a yep. few weeks after that. Yeah. We have uh, you know, fall launch coming up uh, in September when school starts back, and certainly we have Christmas Eve. So mm-hmm. what did you learn from these Easter weekend services mm-hmm. that will help you prepare for what's going to come later in the year? So good. if you're not paying attention to what was broken, so first yep. of all, celebrate the successes, but find those things that you can improve upon. Um, I mean, we we we're we're constantly evaluating yep. Yep. processes, procedures. Did we were we welcoming? Mm-hmm. Were we kind? Mm-hmm. Uh, did we create an environment where people could discover and find Jesus? Mm-hmm. Uh, was uh, did we pray enough? Mm-hmm. Was it, was there a ripe spiritual atmosphere? Mm-hmm. So all of these things should be evaluated, and this is the time to do it. This week, while it's fresh on your mind, yeah. I think if you wait more than one or two weeks before right. you have these kind of conversations, you might miss the something. The concrete will have dried a little bit. On, yes. Yeah, the moment will be lost. I'm wondering, should pastors expect that their churches will grow because of Easter Sunday? So should they be looking at the next bunch of weeks and going, okay, well, surely there should be a bump in attendance coming off of this? Or have do you just let the weekend be what the weekend is okay, and kind of hold it open-handedly? What do you do with that? Well, there's two trains of thought, and I've actually had this conversation recently with some pastors. Some churches set themselves up not to grow because Easter Sunday is this epic party, epic thing that they create, and then when people come back the next week, it's not that. Uh, it's the normal service, and it sets people up for disappointment. So that's one train of thought. One right. group of pastors would tell you, we want Easter Sunday to be special because it is Resurrection Sunday, but right. we're not going to go to this extravagant, elaborate links to attract people, right. only to for them to show back up the week after and the right. church services be remarkably different. Right. Okay, I, I see the point in that. However, uh, Easter Sunday is Easter Sunday. Yeah. 
And it is it's our day. It is our day. <laughs> and if you are not, uh, if you did not prepare well for Easter Sunday, chances are they're not going to come back for a following Sunday. Right. So I tell pastors, I would rather them show back up the next Sunday yeah. and it be a bit different than for Easter Sunday to be so bad that they never show back up, period. Mm-hmm. And so Easter Sunday, one thing that hopefully you learned from this past weekend was it, we need to do it well. Yeah. It needs to go really well on Easter Sunday. Yeah. Now, with that said, um, I think a lot of pastors put a lot of pressure on themselves for their Easter Sunday sermon yeah. that they can never live up to. Right, and, right. You know, we, I'll evaluate this week how the Easter ser- sermon went. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll evaluate all that, um, and I'll try to do better every time I get in front of the, the congregation. Uh, but probably more good things happen than you think. Yeah. Well, tell me more about, you've called them the post-Easter blues. So tell me mo- more about the post-Easter blues. What are some other things that can just get pastors kind of discouraged on the other side of Easter Sunday? Well, comparison is the uh, thief of our joy. And I think comparison, comparing, uh, one of the things I, I will not do this week is I will not post our numbers. I'm not, right. I may, I may mention it to the church right. next weekend. Cause we, we, we had a great Easter Sunday. We had a lot of people show up and I think you need to celebrate with your volunteers, how many people showed up. But yeah, I think one of the things that passed, I know for me and I pastor a large church mm-hmm. and we had record crowds this past weekend. I'm just not going to put that on the. I'm not going to. I remember when I uh, right. pastored a church of 150 people, and even though I had 192 that Sunday, <laughs> well, other churches down the street had 500 or right. 15,000 or 12 million or whatever it was, yep. you know. But social media sometimes can just drain the life out of yep. you. Be content. Yeah. Uh, I think I think this week is a time to uh, ease up on your schedule a bit. Yeah. Make sure your batteries get recharged. Uh, just remember, pastors, you just you just put out a lot of emotional and spiritual energy yeah. uh, this past week. So yeah. Make sure this week you work out, go for a long walk, spend some time with your spouse. Your, yeah. your, your family probably got neglected a little mm-hmm. bit last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, so make sure that you go on a date night this yeah. week. Uh, eat, eat good. I love that. Uh, don't don't medicate. I think one of the things we do when we find ourselves spiritually depleted is yeah. we eat uh, improperly. Yeah. Uh, we may be tempted toward uh, too much alcohol, alcohol. or too much mm-hmm. sugar, or yep. too much whatever you know, whatever. Or even too much TV. Even too do, much too much entertainment. Do things that are wholesome for you. Yeah. You know, go read for a walks. Good book. Read good books. Yeah. Drink a lot of water. Spend time with your family. Exactly. Replenish your soul this yeah. week. Yeah. Uh, because it's very good. Sunday. Come around with an alarming regularity, right? Yep. And so we have another Sunday coming up in just a few days. Yeah. So make sure you've prayed and uh, just just take a deep breath, uh, detox a bit, let your soul be yeah. replenished and yeah. uh, physically, mentally, emotionally, yeah. spiritually. And I think you'll you'll see the benefits of that. I love that. Well, I just the thought that Sundays come with an alarming degree of regularity. Next Sunday is coming. And next Sunday, we're slipping right back into normal congregational life, where we're discipling the faithful, and we're calling prodigals home, and we're asking people to trust Jesus again with their whole lives. Uh, Pastor Glenn sent us this quote this morning, uh, John Chrysostom, one of the great church fathers, fourth century church father. And uh, this it's a little quote here. He said that Chrysostom complained bitterly about the continuing power of the shows in his city over the believers. Church attendance in Antioch would swell to bursting at the great feasts of Easter and Pentecost, and then would decline just as dramatically on the pagan feast days. One Sunday, huge crowds would gather to hear the Logos and to partake of the body and the blood of Christ. And the following week, the same crowd would swarm into the Hippodrome to witness the blood sports in honor of Greek gods. One of Chrysostom's Lenten sermons begins with <laughs> the melancholy report. I love this. Again, 
there are chariot races and satanic spectacles in the Hippodrome, and our congregation is shrinking. The same people who yesterday were in church fasting, he says, have today rushed away. Under the circumstances, the ever-talkative Chrysostom confesses that he is nearly too depressed to preach at all. And that just cracked me up so much. I just, I think that a lot of pastors are going to be tempted to that this week, going into this the Sunday following Easter. It, huge crowds and all that stuff. And they go, okay, now where did everybody go? 1,700 so, years ago, pastors yes. worked. If, they, if, if, John Chrysost- if he had had a podcast, yes. he would be here complaining that where are all the people? And Chrysostom was a great preacher. I mean, Chrysostom yes. means golden tongue, golden mouth. I mean, he was the guy that everybody knew drew the big crowds. And still he's going, I was just too depressed even to preach. Yes. So how do you organize yourself to the Sunday after spiritually, I guess is what I'm asking. Well, I, I think uh, we should expect to be disappointed in the crowds the following Sunday. However... I do think you see residual growth from uh, if you do Easter weekend well and you're winsome and joyful and the, the spirit that's doing its work, you're going to see a bump in growth. But also, no, yeah. Easter came late this year, mm-hmm. so we're you know this is already this uh, the last week of April coming up as this podcast is being recorded. Mm-hmm. Mother's Day is in two weeks, and then summer vacations are going to hit. Right. I think pastors need to understand the rhythm of our culture. Yes. And 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 uh, we're I mean. Attendance is cyclical. Attendance is predictable in some ways. Yeah. Um, and while we all want our churches to grow every single Sunday, we'd love to see double-digit growth. That's not re- realistic. Right. And attendance is cyclical. Attendance right. is is uh, based on cultural norms right now. And yeah. uh, I mean, and here in Colorado, the weather's getting warmer. Yeah. Uh, people are going to be going out for hikes. We've had a really long, hard winter here. It's been a little snowy, a little right. cold here for Colorado, for Colorado spring standards. So I know that uh, on some weekends, people are going to go yep. camping. They're getting their campers cleaned out right now. Yep. And, but I also know uh, that they're going to come back. Yeah. And so for me, I'm going to do some renovations of my soul over yeah. the summer. I'm going to make sure I take care of my body, my spirit over the summer knowing that people are going to come back. They mm-hmm. will be back. They're, and they're, and technology, uh, even though I, I realize that technological church is is ba- poor ecclesiology in some cases, mm-hmm. but also technology is our friend uh, through the summer. Yeah. If you will, uh, if we will make sure that our technology is robust, yeah. that people can access... Yeah, that they can uh, stay in touch with us. They stay in touch and stay connected while yeah. they're on vacation. Actually, when they come back, they won't feel so distant to you, yeah. or, and they won't feel, we won't feel distant to them. Yeah. Uh, so I think we have a lot of tools at our disposal right now to mm-hmm. keep people connected to mm-hmm. the life of our church. Mm-hmm. Social media is our friend in some cases. Uh, digital content is our friend. Um, live broadcasts can be your friend right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, people, people. I tell pastors, listen, just because their physical bodies are not in front of you on Sunday, mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that their love for you has waned. Or in many cases, they're just busy. Mm-hmm. They love you. They love the church. They love what God's doing here. Mm-hmm. Uh, online giving yep. uh, will will support that. People yeah. will give even when they're not here. Yeah. And people will support you when they're not here. Right. So I think pastors, we just need to take a deep breath. Yes. And realize that our people are are caught up in a lot of busyness. It's yep. not always good busyness. Yep. But if they, but it's the reality that of the place where we're pastoring mm-hmm. right now. So take a deep breath. That's very good. Okay, we've talked about a couple. We've got a couple minutes left here. So we talked about some of the do's for this week. Celebrate the wins. Evaluate your systems and processes. Some things that you shouldn't do. Don't compare yourself to other people. 
um, in other churches. Um, don't medicate this week. Do you have any other do's or don'ts that you typically give pastors this week, or some do's or don'ts that you're thinking about this week? It may be a good week to let someone else preach. If you if you <laughs> can't good. refuel, yeah, uh, this is why uh, in some cases, I've always tried to be present the Sunday after Easter, just because when people come back, I want yeah. them to see me again, you know, yeah. hear me in a normal Sunday. But for some of you, if you put in three or four services last week, you did Monday, Thursday, you mm-hmm. did a Good Friday service, you did multiple uh, Sunday services, yeah. it is okay yeah. to take this Sunday oh. off. Mm-hmm. Don't feel guilty mm-hmm. for if you if you can't replenish. I, I, I have it built into my schedule this week to refuel my soul. And we have ba- baptisms this week at our church. Right. We're doing baptisms the Sunday after mm-hmm. Easter. And so I don't want to miss this Sunday. So I'll be present. I'm going to preach yeah. uh, and be here for baptisms. But if you can't, I, I I think a lot of pastors are under. And if you're an elder or on your leadership team, maybe you should call your pastor this week and give them permission to say, "Hey, won't you go take a, you know, take some vacation time? Yep. Uh, give them some extra vacation time." If you're an elder or yep. a, a deacon or someone in your church that yep. has that kind of authority. Uh, if you're a congregation member, this is a really good week to drop your pastor a note. Yes. To just say thank you. Uh, yes. I, I, and I, again, I'm not groveling for compliments here because I'm very encouraged by my church, right. but there's a lot of discouraged pastors right. out there this week. And so, it's not just the extra hours that you're logging, but it's the whole way that your spirit, your spirituality and your emotional life have been tilted towards this moment Yep. and then are totally depleted by it. A little encouragement goes a long way. Yeah, totally. Just a phone call, a gift card. Yeah. Um, uh, just something that would just acknowledge all the good work that you saw your pastor do this past week. So for pastors, mm-hmm. hey, God called you to this place. Maybe Easter was a huge disappointment mm-hmm. and you're wrestling with that. Mm-hmm. Know this, that the Lord had called you to this place mm-hmm. and he will be faithful to your calling and the place where you are right now. Or maybe you're reveling in the greatest success story you've ever had as a pastor. Just know this. Uh, I'm proud for you. Yeah. I think you should celebrate. Uh, but know that... Uh, ministry is cyclical. Mm -hmm. So relish this time, celebrate this time. uh, But remember this time also when you go through seasons of depression, (laughs) Mm -hmm. remember, remember that, uh, that the Lord was faithful in this day. Um, and and just manage these emotions well. Yeah. Don't don't let your highs be too high. Yeah. Don't let your lows become too low. And this is how you get to the end of twenty five years with joy still in your heart as a pastor. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Essential Church Podcast. Our goal is always to strengthen and provoke the thinking of church and ministry leaders. And so if you found this or any episode helpful to you, please go to iTunes and leave us a review. Your reviews help leaders just like you find our podcast. And if you have any comments or suggestions on people or topics you'd like for us to cover, be sure to let us know via social media. And of course, please do share this and other episodes you find helpful around the web. Grace, mercy, and peace be with you. (laughs) 